Coming to you raw and unscripted. Beaming across Ontario and beyond. To places like Regent Park, London, Algonquin and Belleville. This is the Real Hickson Real Estate Podcast. Whether you're listening on your commute or putting on your suit, whether it's your morning stroll or you're on patrol, you just finished prayer or drop the kids at daycare, you're in the bar, your car, or listening with a bathroom door ajar, near or far, this is the Jess and Jero Show. We're grateful for flattery and prone to inaccuracies. This is your guide to Toronto culture, people, events, news, but most importantly, real estate talk. Yes. Hello, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Is that how it goes? Mm, not really. Uh, guys, <laughs> uh, maybe this is why I'm not a singer, but I'd like to be maybe in a different life. Um, we are here with, um, let's call it, I, I don't know, it might be the final uh, yearly podcast, Jessica. Crazy. It's the end of 2022. The end of a very interesting 2022. Here we are. Um, if you're listening, um, glad to see that you made it through as well. Um, we've got a fun show. It's just um, it's a bit of a wrap up today. Uh, and the the main thing we'll be looking at is yeah, like current current market conditions, and then you know what's happening right now, and then kind of what happened this year, um, and then maybe a little like sneak for next year potentially. Oh yeah, you got your crystal ball out. I had the crystal ball out. Um, looking, you know looking the deep numbers? into it. I'd, well, <laughs> yes, uh, I got my got to get my eyes checked first. Maybe okay. see the right lottery numbers. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's let's just start off with um, it's just us today. By the way, guys, it's you know, it's people are busy. We're it's a, busy. It's a throwback. Can't line up the the schedules with people. Yeah. It's we, a tough time of year. We do have a lot of exciting guests um, that I'd like to do for next year. But anyway, it's just us two. OG, as you said. Throwback. In, in our house, too. In our house. That's very OG. That's the original studio. That's the original studio. None of this fancy stuff downtown. Or La Havre's Cherry. Or La Havre's office. <laughs> okay, Jess. So let's get down to it. So let's talk about current market conditions. And I'm going to steal a little bit from the newsletter that I do, because I've kind of already written all this up. Um, guys, if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, please hit me up, team at gmail.com. I basically mail it out once a month. It's not spam. It has a lot of good value, um, a lot of fun little um, articles and stuff about home maintenance or little, little things you can do around the home sometimes. And a market check-in. Yeah, I mean, that's the main idea is, is the market check-in. Little snapshot every month. So, as I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off of basically what I've written because um, I've already done the work. So, looking at rentals, um, we've kind of hit a rental market equilibrium in my mind. Um, it's obviously still very strong. There's still a lot of renters coming, um, whether it's people moving back to the city. I feel like most of that's already done. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen already. But it's, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of people still moving from overseas. Yeah, it's definitely still active. Um, and potentially even people moving into province, really. Yeah. Because I think the biggest driving factor now is like, okay, where is this work? The change in expectations of like, okay, so maybe I can't work from home anymore. Or a couple days. Um, or just even just the tech scene 
ramp it up in, in the GTA? I know it's ramping up in other parts of uh, Canada, for example, but, you know, it's a, it's a big draw card, I think. Definitely. And employers saying, again, I think we've said it before, like employers saying, okay, you can get paid Toronto wages or Toronto salary, but you have to live here. You know, and and they're probably they're probably saying like, um, yeah, come in one or two days of the week, anyways. Yeah. So you kind of have to live in, within proximity. So, you know, in terms of if you're a landlord, like it's a very strong time to be a landlord. You know, maybe the maybe the quality of renters coming in has dropped just because they're new to Canada. They don't have the same credit, um, and. Or similar qualifications for employment as someone that's moving around the province or, or within Canada. So I think the standard has dropped a little bit. But in saying that, if you find the right person, they come along, you know, like the, the prices are good for you. Like I think... Yeah, but I, I think that the people coming, even if they're not permanent residents or have credit, they have good jobs. People yeah. are coming with very good jobs. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a good with point. In, the income is, is there. Yeah. But, you know, as opposed to, like, people that have lived here for a while, sure. more established. Yeah. But, yeah, so if you're a landlord, if you're thinking about renting out part of what you what you own, like a basement or, I don't know, some part of your house at the back maybe, or if you want to change yourself and rent out um, where you live and you go live somewhere else, that's, that's definitely a good time to be doing it right now. Um, if you're a tenant, I feel like the outer GTA is starting to get a little bit chill, starting to cool off a little bit. I think downtown is where the most of the demand is. Um, you know, as condos get finished in these out of GTA areas, um, we're seeing some more opportunities yeah. come up. Hopefully more inventory. That helps always. Yeah. yeah, that's the important thing. And, you know, I think January 1st is like a big move-in date. Over the winter, I feel like there's le- less people moving around. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, in terms of sales... We are starting to see a ramp up in activity, aren't we, Jess? Yeah, things are definitely still selling. There's just less listings to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So less people... I feel like a lot of people moved around in the last two years. And maybe... Because, you know, because the numbers were nuts. Like, historical numbers. Yeah. The amount of people moving around, home sales. So it kind of does make sense that we're seeing less listings. You know, there was the great migration or the move arounds Mm -hmm. of, especially in 2020. And now I think that's just what we're seeing. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just traditional market. It's the holiday time. A lot of people are saying, I'm not putting my house on the market now. I'm too busy. And then they'll they'll think about it for the new year. Yeah. I mean, but people are always going to have to move for many different reasons. Yeah. Um, The listings that we are seeing going up, um, a lot of the stuff that was sitting for like the last couple of months... Uh, we're seeing it sell. We're seeing it sell quick. Four or five days, multiple offers. So really depending on the area, the type of home, we're seeing stuff sell real quick. And and as I said, for multiple offers, we have like 10, over 10 multiple offers on some homes that we've seen. Yeah. Um, and people are listing lower to get multiple offers again, which we didn't see at yeah. the beginning of fall. Yeah. So the, so the underlisting uh, on purpose to get, gather the kind of attention. I guess what it is, is also the buyers are getting more comfortable with the interest rates, which is um, something to say, but, you know, eventually it does happen. You know, if you're on the selling side and it just depends what your reason is to sell. Like if you're looking, if you're looking to sell to upgrade, it makes complete sense because what you're buying on an upgrade is relatively cheaper 
than what the hit you're going to take on the sell side, right? Yeah. Or if you're getting your first home. Like we're seeing condos, one bedroom condos back back down to like 550 now. Uh, whereas in February this year, we saw them, you know, over 700. Yeah. So although the interest rates are higher, yes, they are. Interest rates will always change um, over a 20-year period of having a mortgage. You're going to see a f- many fluctuations of interest rates yeah, up and down. The, the thing to concern yourself with is the carrying cost. Carrying cost, yeah. What it looks like on the monthly, the, yeah. the price of the home, the interest rates, it well, doesn't really matter. That's the thing. Once you buy the home at the lower price cycle, that's, that's it. It's not going to get any more expensive other than... Um, what the carrying costs are to do with with, with the interest rates. Yeah. But that's always going to change. Yeah. But you have so. to just work out your monthly expenses. Yeah. That, that's the most important thing. That's right. Now, if you're looking to da- uh, downsize, rather, I was recommending against it the last few months just because um, there was just a lot of good deals for buyers. But I think, you know, depending on your situation, if you have to downsize for whatever reason, it's not a bad time to, to start thinking about it. Yeah. You know, as I said, buyers are coming back, you know, like prices in terms of sale prices, they're back kind of over list price. So, and even like we, we saw the stats come out on um, the last few days, year over year, guess what? Homes are still more expensive than they were this time last year. Yeah. If, you know, you read the, the uh, let's call them alternative media, media articles, they'll tell you how, how the, the amount of home sales have come crashing down. That's just... The amount of sales the is less because there's less listings. Yeah, because people are moving around less. Now, if you were to list, you would still be getting more money than what you would have sold for this time last year. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So it's important to really um, look objectively at these clickbait articles. They like to spread the doom and gloom when it's like this, or they like to say how bad it is. You know, I always say this all the time. When it's uh, a super overheated market, how are people never going to buy? But, you know, that's just what they do. But um, the main thing is to listen to what we say, really. <laughs> only us. Only us. Um, and, or just, you know, anyone that um, is really actually working in the business rather also than just media. objectively read articles because yeah. Yeah. information from Saskatchewan is not the same as information that's right. from Toronto. When CMHC says... Canada is going to see a huge, you know, drop in prices. I believe that on average, this is including the Yukon, Northwest Territories, East you know, Coast, West East Coast. Coast, West Coast. You know, it, it's really hard to pin us down. And GTA, again, is its own beast, you know, yes. and you could really look. We defy a lot of the, <laughs> the, the, the parameters. Of yeah, I know. I mean, again, it's just like, it's just scare tactics. I don't know. Yeah. But understand that everything has to be. Read objectively. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, if you're in a position and I haven't just covered what your position is, reach out. Let us know. Hickson Real Estate Team at gmail.com. Ask us a question. What should I do? What should we do? Um, okay, let's move on to the topic of conversation the Bank of Canada. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. So we just had today's Wednesday. I'll probably release this podcast tomorrow on Thursday. But we just had another um, interest rate hike of 50 basis points, which was supposedly only meant to be 25 Well, they were discussing between the two. Yeah. Now, in the same time, America has just dropped for their second time their interest rates. 
It's important to note that America's interest rates were much higher than ours. But I was kind of, I've been studying interest rates and inflation and all that kind of stuff for a little bit. I'm no expert, but I'm trying to make sense of it all so that I can kind of put it into context for real estate. And I just think there's no rhyme or reason right now, Jess. Yeah, that's a bigger conversation than we are probably allowed. Yeah, we are not, um, we're not experts. I mean, here's some, here's some basic facts. For the last quarter, at least, we've had very low unemployment. Okay. Uh, I know that some companies have started to lay off people, but at a grander scale, I'm not sure. The inflation has been going backwards for the last three months. Okay. And we, they just announced that we've had a higher than expected GDP growth for this last quarter. So, well, they're, they're making it sound like this might be the last one for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're saying. The next one, if there isn't any kind of announcement will be in January 25th, I believe. Yeah. Or 26, something like that. But it's just really interesting how aggressive they are. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a bigger story that we are not privy to, but yeah. Now, apparently it's got something to do with yield bonds or bond yields, rather. I'm not getting into that. I, I'm not going to pretend to know what it is about. But from the brief articles that I've read, that's apparently what it's about. And apparently uh, Bank of Canada have, like, lost revenue. I don't okay. know. Well, that's... Yeah. That's neither here nor there, Jessica. No. But, but either way, um, we really don't have any rhyme or reason. I thought they were pegging the interest rates to America. And now that America's dropped it twice and we're still going up, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, we are different countries with different mm. goals. Yes. But we do kind of kind of ride like a backpack on America's yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. In our world, we just say purchase what you can for what you can afford. Exactly. If the rates are high now and they go lower, then you're just going to be in a better position than when inevitably the rates go back down and then the prices go back up. Yeah, I mean, as we as we mentioned before, like the main thing is, as Jess said, is your monthly carry. Okay, what does it look like? Taxes. So the taxes and the maintenance are going to remain relatively the same. The maintenance fees, if you're paying them in a condo situation, will uh, will slightly increase year over year, what have you. But the main thing to worry about is the carrying cost, interest, and the principal, and. It's really about um, thinking how can you afford it and how long you can afford it for. Yes. Because, okay, look, it might be a little extreme now. And maybe maybe that next step or you get your first home or you get the next step, um, the upgrade home. And yes, you are, you know, carrying more. But in, in like, you know, in relation to everything else, that that's maybe for a year that you're carrying at that level. And exactly. then it could drop. Exactly. So, but the, the one thing that remained the same is the purchase price. When you purchase that property, it was at least $150,000 less. There is a, definitely a correlation between interest rates and price. price. Yeah. Interest rates go up, prices start to level out or go down. In extreme markets, interest rates go up and prices go up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of aware that like we're pretty much at the top now. And if people understand the, the concepts that I'm telling to you right now, then it makes sense. makes sense to get that investment property or get your first home. I mean, if, you're, if you have to leave and you're renting, you're paying minimum 
2500 bucks an hour. Yeah. You could get uh, a $550,000 condo and, you know, every situation is going to be a little different with interest rates and, and maintenance fees and taxes, whatever. But you might be carrying that for for like over $3,000, around $3,000, something like that, um, depending on the numbers. So you're really only paying like an extra 500 bucks a month. To own. To own. Yes. If and that's you have yours. Quite, but you have to explain. You need to have the 20% down. Of course. So There are factors. Of course. So then we get into land Just transfer tax, the tr- the truth down payment. The is that the interest rate on a rent is 100%. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. If you factor that in. And, you know, I, I truly believe we're going to get to a point in the next, like, 20 years when uh, when people trying to get their first home, it's going to be almost near to impossible. Yeah. You know, we are having the conversations right now about it is very hard, but it is somewhat possible for some people. Yeah. You know? So it's always, yeah, this is always a future decision. This is never a now decision. And uh, yeah, the main thing is just to get in the market, I suppose. Yeah. And if you're in the market, think about like the next step. Think about future. Can I live in this home, this condo or this townhouse or this semi or whatever it is? Will this, you know, will this service me for the next five to 10 to 20 years? Exactly. You know, because that's really when when everything's going to change. This whole idea of staying in one place um, you know, for 20, 30 years, it's kind of like, it's not that popular anymore. It's kind of gone, no, right? People are moving much more often than yeah. our families did. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the main idea of it, which is the year in review. So Jess, let's talk about the first quarter. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> you know, and this is what I like when I'm telling buyers to buy at times like now, even though the interest rates are high. It's because I personally don't want to take you into markets like the February market that we had. Mm-hmm. The mid-January through February and half of March was just absolutely abysmal it was, for buyers. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really shocking. And nobody enjoys it. Like You can think realtors love making money it's crazy it's so much fun it's not it, it's very even for sellers it's very hectic yeah and then they sure. have to purchase something after anyway yeah so. and, and that's the thing depending on their situation okay so let's say the best case scenario would probably have been like downsizing like selling the family home after 20 years or, or whatever it is or you city. yeah or leaving the city whatever it was you sell at the absolute peak and what you're buying is still higher than normal but um, you know, it's relatively cheaper and, and that would have been it. But for everyone else, I mean, if you're selling and you're doing a lateral move or you're trying to move up and not trying to move into your next thing, sure. You sell at the peak fine, but now your choices on the buy end are very limited. Mm-hmm. You're scrambling, you're getting desperate. Like you kind of want to like buy first because you could, you know, you're going to sell your property depending on where you are. Yeah. But it is, but and you might not be able to find what you're looking for if you wait. Yeah, and then yeah, that's why it wasn't nice for anybody. It wasn't nice, and then fine, okay, you sell it, whatever, you find the, but then you have to worry about closing days. Yeah. Especially because they're sixty days later in a lot of cases, so you're buying in the peak, like maybe late February, and now you're into into April when things are really chilling out, and you worry, you know, you have to think about like. 
Are you going to close? Is the person that bought my place going to close? Yeah. That's, it was a very, very crazy time. I don't think it's ever been seen like as crazy as it was. As yeah. Q1. There's been very similar markets, but not to the, not to the height. Yeah. Um, and it really did change quickly. It really changed quickly. I mean, you know, it was a correction to a correction maybe. I don't know. There, it was really like kind of slow in the fourth quarter of um, 2021. So, I don't know, the investors, the last couple of years, what's been happening in the first few months of the last two years is the people buying are, are buyers with multiple properties. So, it's almost like the investors balance the books in January with the accountants. They get the budget and they go out and buy. Yeah. It's- Which is, this is going to foreshadow my predictions for uh, for the coming next year. Okay, so we had that that craziness of February and March. Then second quarter, it was a hangover, wasn't it, Jess? Yeah. It was like hang, it was hanging on to the previous market and really a lot of sellers getting disappointed in my mind because they heard all the crazy stories, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden there was the resistance. I call it like the wall of resistance from buyers. It reaches a point where buyers are sick of things. They're sick of competing. They're, now the multiple offers are just... Rather than like getting really emotional and like really trying to outbid someone, you're now just people are just throwing in offers willy nilly. Exactly. And and that's what you end up. But like you still might get um, multiples in those situations, but you're getting like lower quality. Yeah. You know, so instead of like having a couple of really standout offers, you maybe get a like maybe one like decent offer. But as I said, they're all sick of it and they're just throwing an offer in and hoping for the best. Yeah. You know. So then we start to see in Q2, like the, because we were kind of coming out of the lockdown and stuff like that as well, on um, the mask mandate starting to drop, um, we started seeing the wave of immigration starting. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew there was a pent up demand for immigration. We knew that there was a, lo- a big delays and all that kind of stuff. And Q2, Q2 is where it kind of all started. Mm-hmm. So then we go into Q3. This is where the interest rates were really starting to jump. Yeah, it was like multiple raises. So part of what raising the interest rates was trying to do was cool off the housing market. Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of already cooling off to begin with. Yeah. But it really helped cool it right off. And we started seeing prices like kind of going the other way. Mm -hmm. But you know... These people that were selling for less were still doing way better than when they bought it a couple of years earlier or, e- or anything yeah. earlier than that. Yeah. If they, if they had bought it more than three to five years before that, like yeah. they still were making decent increases. We did see, though, Jess, you and I, um, a few homes that didn't close. Yes. And the deal falling through. And they're trying to now sell in a, in a slower, Different weaker market. market. Yeah. And it then became like a mental game. Because they they may have sold for, especially when they sell for a certain price, mm-hmm. they see it on paper. They expect, they it, expect to it again. Yeah, which it it rarely happens once you once you go back on the market. A few yeah, months later. I mean, unless the the market is inverse to that. Yeah. Unless you like sold earlier and then it got better. Yeah, which but, wasn't the case. Which wasn't the case in this situation. Yeah, it was quite heartbreaking for a lot of people. Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a difficult year. For a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the people that did the worst this year were 
that you bought in February and you got a variable, plain and simple. I mean, the variables and not to blame people, like the variables were quite attractive. Mm -hmm. Variables have been a good way to go for the last two years. Um, You know, there was a big difference between those and the fixed. Um, But if you took that, you know, that extra few... You know, 50 basis points or 75 basis points with a fix, for, especially for a longer term, yeah, you yeah, kind of you kind position. of a much better position. Yeah, the issue now is people getting to the trigger point with their mortgages, as we talked about um, a couple of weeks ago with Lena. It's just what's happening. But basically, the the way that the Bank of Canada is explaining it is it's a um, a bracing position, just holding on to it for now. And that's kind of like the aim. They're going to bring it up to a certain point, these interest rates. They're going to hold them, maybe drop them in small increments. But yeah, just brace for the next year. So the idea of going out there is you can definitely still be buying in the, in the lower price cycle. But they're just telling you to just hold on. Yeah. Hold on to that piece of paper. For sure. Yeah. So then we went from Q3 into where we are in Q4, which is just... Now people, again, are starting to get more um, accustomed to the new interest rates, which always happens with these things. And mixed flurries of activity, as we've been talking about. Yeah, things are definitely selling. There's there's deals to be had, for sure. And then there's not. <laughs> like It just yeah. really depends on the property. It really depends on your situation. Mm-hmm. The, the seller's motivation. Yeah, yeah. The need to sell quickly or... Yeah. Exactly. Or not. Some people are just testing the market. Yep, totally. Some people um, selling now like was specifically looking for certain properties. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the other benefit. In this slower market, when you're looking for something, you have time mm-hmm. and you have choice. Okay, yeah. there's less listings than yeah, usual. there's definitely less. Fine, but there's also less buyers out mm-hmm. relative. So um, we're, I think we're still in a seller's market technically. We're definitely a lot closer to the center of a mixed market. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's still a lot of advantages for buyers right now. Yeah. Um, again, first time home buyers, definitely advantages. And uh, and people looking to upgrade. Yeah. So with that being said, that kind of really summarizes the year. Um, rents are just still still nuts. I kind of see, I'm kind of seeing like um, a bit of, as, as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of seeing like a, a balance um, in rentals, you know, at, at some point, people are just not going to pay that anymore, depending kind of, kind of on the demand for work and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it seems like we're getting to a point of um, equilibrium for renters. Uh, and of course, that's, again, to do with the mortgage interest rates and stuff like that. So uh, less people are buying, less first-time home buyers, and, uh, and more renters. So, um, Jess, have you got anything else thing to say on, on the market in, in review for the year? Uh, I think you covered a lot of it. I mean, it's just so hard to be general because between like one suburb to the next, there's completely different activity, different Mm -hmm. buyers buying, like the luxury market almost doesn't seem affected. I'm seeing things $3 million selling. Well, I mean, it's, it must be nice for them. I mean, they don't (laughs) have to worry about interest rates when you're paying, you know, full cash offers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that people are buying $3 million houses without a mortgage. I, th- I just think there's a little bit more um, room to chew. Like, they're able yeah. to, to, to take on a little bit yeah. more debt yeah. 
if necessary. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that that's completely situational as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, in terms of the market and the economy and all that kind of stuff, we're in a very interesting time. For sure. I feel um, like people are also making more money than ever, like, yeah. in certain career paths. Well, think about it, and I've, I've always joke about this. The, you know, the 21-year-old girl that's putting herself through uni, working down at Fortino's, she might not be working at Fortino's anymore. She might be an, an Instagram influencer. TikTok star. She might be on those, you know, those adult sites that we talk <laughs> about that we reference all the time. And they're making crazy good money. Yeah. You know? There's the transfer of wealth that we always talk about that's really starting to come into effect. Yeah, or just, yeah, either with passing elderly parents or just there's parents that have the funds and they're yeah. able to, to... They've built up this equity in their homes. Yeah. Um, off of just sitting, sitting really more than anything. Yeah. And, uh, and they're able to help them out. So it's really interesting. And, and in terms of the economy, I did read a, a Vox article earlier and the, the whole point of that article is that there's just, it's very hard to understand the economy right now because yeah. we, there's just not, you know, it's not a matter of just like, Oh, they're still mill down the road. And, um, and the, and PWC over here, it has this employment rate. There's so much dynamic and complexity. Yeah. The e-commerce world, the yeah. metaverse, like all of that. Yeah. There's like virtual real estate agents on the metaverse now. Yeah. Speaking of which, Jess, I was thinking of doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go, go on and sell some, some polygons okay. to some people. I mean, hey, if people perceive wealth, just like real estate, if people perceive that there's wealth there or, or value to it, sure. then they'll buy it for that amount. Yeah. That could be your side hustle. <laughs> that could be the side hustle. But yeah, guys, just understand that um, if people pretend that they know everything or understand it completely, understand that they're lying to you. Yeah. Uh, we do our best to try and kind of summarize things and conceptualize things uh, for the casual observer of real estate. Yeah, it's just um, a conversation. Like, yeah. We're not, we're not pretending that we have every answer of the universe. We That's can only right. talk about the experiences we're having within our market. Yeah. Within, with our clients, what mm-hmm. we're seeing on the daily. Well, we've had ourselves experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, clients and just hearing stories from from around the GTA. Yeah. But listen, I don't know. Is there anything else to say, Jess? We appreciate anyone who's been listening for more than this year. Yeah, now. 21 episodes. Yeah. Um, we've ramped up an extra few extra um, episodes this year. We've gotten people on now that like, we can tell like real-world examples. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing left to talk about is the... Prediction for 2023. <laughs> Get your to, crystal ball out, Jess. You need to have music inserted there. I might insert some music. The production value might <laughs> be upgraded this year. Yeah. Um, but look, this is what I'm thinking. And you can agree or disagree with me, Jess. I it's healthy to disagree. I usually disagree. But that's healthy. That's okay. Keep me honest. Yeah. Now, listen. I think in right now, we're seeing some flurries of activity. There's two outcomes I'm seeing going to happen. I think there's either going to continue through straight through December into January to an early spring. Or we're going to see a little bit of a break for maybe a couple of weeks, a few weeks before people balance the books in January and start ramping buying up again. Yeah, I I agree with that. I usually start to see it take place like middle of January. Yeah. Kids go back to school a little yep. bit later this year. Mm-hmm. 
people get used to the cold. Yeah. People get used to the snow. They're back from their vacations. Back from the vacations. They've they've had the what is it Blue Monday? No, that's not till almost the end of January. Oh okay, yeah. When they pay off the credit card debts yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And from what we've heard from a lot of people, they're going to relist, you know, early in the year too. Yeah. So, you know, I people that have taken their... more listings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People that have taken their homes off the market in the last couple of months, they're like, yeah, we tried, it didn't work. They're going to, yeah, they're going to see what Fresh happens in January, February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I kind of expect with rentals to see a drop off uh, or at least just a cool down. I mean... Less people definitely move in the winter time, but we'll see. We'll see. Like, I mean, people are still coming in every day and every week. And I would be interested to see once these rates stop, which is projected for next year, they're just going to hold again. We're going to see a lot more people getting used to these new rates. Yeah. And it's only a matter of time. Like there is so much, like if you talk in like as a physicist, there's so much like potential energy in the market at all times. For sure. Like it's just, it's like stretching out a rubber band and waiting for one of the fingers to let go one side. It's really like, it can happen at any moment as we saw. Yeah. It's never expected. It just kind of happens. Just happens. I mean, you can. And when it stops, it like halts. Yeah. Yeah. Then it comes back. And I mean, I, I study graphs and, and, line charts and that kind of stuff. I see the rebounds after down markets. We're currently in a down market. Yes. There, there's going to be a rebound. For sure. You know? And uh, another important thing to note is the new rules on foreign buyers. Mm-hmm. If you're completely removed from this country, I don't think you're going to buy for the next two years. They're not going to allow you. No. Now, is there ways around this? Like, of course. How Canadian or un-Canadian is someone that's really like, you know, because... Because then you get into like students um, that have different have exclusions and and uh, temporary and pr- permanent workers that have exclusions. Um, but if we're going to see. If you're in that position, speak to an immigration lawyer. Yes. Or yes. A, or a lawyer. Any type of lawyer, a yeah. real estate lawyer. Um, yeah. If you are like a foreign national or an, an expat, or you know, you have not a straight up, um, you know, kind of uh, stance in this country, definitely reach out to someone that can can guide you through that. Because the rules are changing for foreign buyers. Now, in saying that, the foreign buyers in that in those cases represent a small part of the market. Mm-hmm. But there will be some kind of effect, I think. Yeah. Maybe in types of properties. You Anything know. changes the market. Yeah. Like any big yeah. call. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I guess that kind of wraps it all up for this year, Jess. Wow. Another year down, eh? Another year. Uh, we just want to say again, thank you for everyone that's that's been listening. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. You know, we come across people that we feel like we haven't spoken to in a little while and they'll turn around and be like, oh, but I've been listening to you on the podcast. We love that stuff. Um, keep reaching out to us. Uh, again, any other questions, guys? Hickson Real Estate Team at gmail.com. H-I-C-K-S-O-N. Real Estate Team at gmail.com. Or you can hit us out on the, uh, the Instagrams, the TikToks. Uh, we're always doing fun value videos <laughs> and little uh, little graphics and stuff, homeowner tips, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Just value, 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 Jess. That's what we're here for. That's what we're really here for, just to provide the value. Yeah. And, uh, and we really hope that you guys all have a very happy and jolly, safe and merry uh, Christmas or holidays, whatever you holiday celebrate. Season, yeah. 
holiday season. And a happy new year. And a happy new year, guys. Uh, New year, new us, new you. (laughs) New house. New house. Yeah, yeah, that's it. New new year, new house. (laughs) Perfect. Has a good ring to it. Um, Again, thanks again, guys. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye.